Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The puddles podcast is starting real soon. All right. Uh, we're joined by, I mean, jack of all trades, really. Uh, bachelor, bachelorette, dancing with the stars. Uh, off the vine podcast has a dog named Pino and another one named Ramen. Her two favorite foods to go together at around twelve thirty at night after she's probably had a long sad day or something. Anyhow, yeah. Caitlin Bristow is here. Thank you so much for joining us on Puddles. Uh, I'm Andrew Collin, and this is Brenna Larock. Thank you and for having us. Pino's here too. He's he's down now, but he's he's here, and we're happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> is he going to be talking? Yeah, he, you know what? I think my dogs are like children, so I'm one of those freaks, and so I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he talked because he is my baby. Yeah. Do you? We we are we've had our cat now for I think three days, and it's our it's our oh. kid. it's our yeah it's we got we we rescued it not to brag, you know. Yeah. So did these these dogs right here from South Korea? What? Wow. We okay. rescued. You want, them, did so. you one up our rescue? I just did. did. <laughs> Actually, yeah, well, so why? How far was yours from? Our cat is from Uranus. Okay, that that came off like a shittier joke than it was, but I wanted to pick a place that was far, and then it came off like a cheesy joke, and now I'm fucking angry. Can we? Fuck, fuck. You should have um, picked Pluto. That's the furthest one away. I I'm also smarter than you now, too. Fuck. Really is a trace. <laughs> Got your ass. Why don't you just do the interview? <laughs> We're going to go along just fine. Yep. Um, oh, so I don't even know where to start with you. I was reading so much about you. I even wait, went really deep into your Instagram. I always oh, like did. seeing where it began on Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went real, like you real, probably stalker deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What'd you find? I don't even know what's down there. What did I find? Uh, what was your first ever photo? It's always something oh, just no. like nothing. No, it was like nothing. Did you delete? early stuff maybe i i probably did i can't remember i've when the last time i've went down like a deep rabbit hole to delete some posts but i'm sure i did it when the cancel culture started <laughs> <laughs> it's just you yeah. passed out with natty light all over you like with a d dick on your forehead or something yeah. something cool classic caitlin <laughs> <laughs> All right, our cat is now behind the wires, and I'm so nervous. I know. I'm going to go put him in the room. Okay, yeah, we're going to put him in the room. So sorry. I mean, you're only day three of cat parents, so you've got to work out the kinks here. Well, he loves a cord, and I, I don't Yeah, blame. he's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, this is a very serious interview. Um, <laughs> so while Brenna's gone, so, like, what's going on with, like, are you still in a relationship, or, like, what's the deal? Oh, shit. Sorry, tea. Brenna. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's the cool. Tea. Yeah. No, I should be asking you for the tea in your relationship. We have some tea. Um, well, how, how long have you two been together? How long have we been together? I mean, officially, uh, like seven, eight. <laughs> I don't know. We, we don't know. That's, hey, I'm engaged and we don't, we did not have an anniversary date until we got engaged. We were always like, I don't even remember. Like, yeah. does do people still do that? I, yeah, I, I just don't relate to like, do you know what day it is? Yeah. What day was it though? <laughs> yeah. She says that and she's like, actually it was March 17th. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was in the summer, but it's been about over a year. It's okay. We like yeah. that. It's casual and we don't have to remember the date. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have a strong or shitty relationship. Did you, how quickly did you move in with your fiance? Like pretty quick. I mean, I was this is my second engagement so that's cool too um so i got engaged from the show and then when we broke up i met jason pretty shortly after and we moved in i don't know probably four five months into the relationship that's about where we were probably. i think yeah i, I mean, mean you're living together you've got a cat together shit's serious we were saying that the other day have you ever like gone through the steps and then you're like well, what just happened like yeah, we were both yeah. thinking about that. We're like, shit is serious. Like we literally said that like two days ago. I think we it's like, the six month mark. I feel like it's six months where you're like, after that, you're like, okay, this is serious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got engaged from the first or when you were at a bachelorette, right? And yeah. you, were, you were 
with the guy for what three years or something yeah three years which is pretty pretty serious i guess (laughs) (laughs) well i went back on your instagram so i like counted the days whatever it's cool though this was before the interview ever anyhow it's cool i'm outside your window it's it's fine (laughs) we're having fun i'm the dog okay i'm like okay i gotta get him okay there we go okay now i'm comfortable now we can get get somewhere okay how much pressure is it when you get engaged on a show like that to like at what point were you like no, we want to break up, but we're going to pretend mm-hmm. to be together forever because yeah. I don't want the backlash or like, there's well, got to be totally pressure. Felt, we totally felt pressure to make it work, which is probably why we stayed together for three and a half years because that's like a long relationship in the real world, but especially in bachelor world um, to come off that show and stay together that long. So I think we felt pressure. We definitely broke up like a million times in the last year we were together and I remember at one point I was like, I, I hadn't even seen him in like three months. <laughs> we were still together. Like it was, I was like in Canada and then I went to Italy because I was like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> You're just photoshopping him in Italy. You're like, no, we're still doing it. Just keep liking our stuff and buy our merch, you know? Yeah. And then I, don't know where I, don't care, I don't care what anyone thinks as I like photoshop him into my photos. <laughs> I don't care. Here we are in the south of Italy. Is that a south? Is there a south of Italy? I think. There I don't know, but it sounds romantic. <laughs> While I was saying, and I was like, I don't even know if there's a south. I know there's a south it of France. Sounded right. I wouldn't have questioned you unless you questioned yourself, and now I'm questioning you. <laughs> I do that a lot. I'm not really. Uh, uh, yeah, there it is. Okay. So anyhow, um, so that ended, and then, I mean, you met Jason. Like, how long after that? situation or that relationship well i mean then i wonder what the timeline is because i'm like well i met him so so sean and i had been breaking up for like quite a while and then i went to canada and then i went to italy and then i came back and that's when he was moving out and so it was probably like a few months after he had finally moved out that i went and did a podcast with jason where because he was on The Bachelor too, which I was like, I'll never date a Bachelor person again. And then here we are. Um, and so I met him on my podcast and that was probably a few months after like, oh, you know what? No, it it was a few months after we like, he officially had moved out, but the statement had not come out yet, which is a whole other <laughs> beast that you have to think about when you come off that show. Yeah, who writes this? Mm-hmm. Do you have a PR person writing this statement? Is it Barack Obama's writer? Like who who wrote this? It's literally my girlfriend who is also my business partner and my manager. And I was like, this sounds so stupid. This sounds like exactly what all the other breakup like statements say. I don't want it to say that. I want to say how I really feel. And she's like, eh, that'll just open up doors to so many more questions. And she's like, you it was just got a mutual decision. Yeah. And like, we would well, just, I threw him out the window. It was completely, privacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was completely mutual how I, uh, you know, cut his tires and, you know, <laughs> threw him down a hill. It was mutual. Exactly, exactly. Was we both did some weird shit. <laughs> so, you, w- was yeah. it was it mutual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. By the end of it, I mean, by the end of it, it, a year, like, you know how I said we were working through it for like a year of being in the process of breaking up? I didn't want it to end. And then after like a year of him going back and forth, I was like, yeah, okay, this, obviously, no, this isn't working. Yeah. So, when, yeah. when someone moves out, it, what's the pro you said you said it a few times where it made yeah. it sound like it was like a, a few things at a time <laughs> like he got a hotel room and it was like okay I'll take my golf clubs and I'll take three dishes yeah <laughs> it kind of was and I was just like hanging on to the last second to the dog I was like don't take him though <laughs> yeah it's really okay. sad it was, that was, it was that was the hardest part of the whole thing yeah. I, was, I think that I think that dog held us together for a year or two long that's why we got the cat yeah now you're stuck for like 20 years those kid cats live for a long time <laughs> that is true i didn't you know i think a cat might be i would give her the um <laughs> you would get we're already it's talking from, about your breakup no i've already written it down i know what i'm getting i've thought about it you're staying in this apartment it's always been his in a way yeah there you go Jesus. Yeah, there you go Wait, what was the process of you two moving in? Was it little bits at a time? Did you first have a toothbrush there and then it got real? Yeah, I mean, I got, I like left my 
skincare and a toothbrush, but then I moved away and then I decided to move back and it was like, well, of course you're going to move in with me if you're moving back. So yeah, it's only fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was, I don't know if we necessarily, if she stayed and didn't leave and then came back, I think that might've expedited things, but I always wanted it, Yeah. but it just made sense. But Andrew's so, such a casual person. He was like, well, let's sign a six month lease and we can see what happens after that. Maybe we won't like living together. <laughs> Is that bad <laughs> to be laid back? Like, no, so- I mean, sometimes it, mm-hmm. it just depends. Are you just always like right here, even like Steven all the time? I'm pretty close unless this one, this one can get to me. Like, but yeah. I, I always That's feel like I'm, up. but I, I'm pretty even keel, I think. You know, unless she like burns the toast and then it's just bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just sometimes people need a little more from somebody. So it kind of depends on where you're at with that. Yeah, this just just feels like a a therapy session. Somehow it always turns on us. (laughs) I give really good relationship advice. So if you need any, I'm here for you. We'll call you offline, maybe, or we'll, yeah. you know. Okay, all of a sudden it's my podcast. I'm interviewing you. <laughs> this really, literally, just happened to us with our last interview. Yeah. <laughs> were they? Were they? Did they have their own podcast? Because I feel like that happens when uh, you interview other interviewers, and then because they're like, "Well, I want to know about you," and then you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, "People already know this because they listen to the podcast." Yeah, you were just on their podcast. It was from Ashley from Girls Got to Eat. Actually. Oh, she is so funny. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. Great. So oh, yeah, yeah so. she it turned on us pretty quickly on like where we were and why my flash like me not being able to get an erection is like a bad thing. Oh. I'm just a laid back dude. I'm yeah. laid <laughs> everything's laid back. Laying all the way back <laughs> or all the way down. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Why don't you all just date and I'll just I'll go have sex with the cat? How about that? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Oh my gosh, by the way, not that that like struck a nerve for me, but um, have you watched The Secrets of the Playboy Mansion? No, but I want to. What is, I've been meaning to. I know a decent amount of it, but yeah, why? What happened? Bestiality? Yeah, it was, there's some crazy stuff going on in that. I, I, I was like, why do people worship this guy? It's disgusting, the stories, but it's like mind blowing because I read a book once, <laughs> one time, and uh, no, it was We could end the sentence there. That was yeah, great. I read a book once. <laughs> I read a book a while ago, I should say, called You'll Never Make Love in This Town Again. And it was basically like, like D-list actress and actresses. Do we still call them that? And actors who um, would go to the Playboy Mansion and they like were writing these stories about how they like did coke with Vanna White in the Playboy Mansion. And so I was intrigued with the show and it was very disturbing, but I highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, who knew that that guy was a monster? You know, <laughs> it's just it's funny that like people are like, can you believe what he was doing? You mean the guy with 20 girlfriends and wives and locked them up? That in were like 40 yeah. years younger than him. What? Shocker. He wore a robe and he had some real articles in Playboy. Like he always like yeah. was the balance. Like there were some really like intense articles. Uh, unlike Hustler that was just, you know, just cartoons. And we're like, we're just get to the tits. What are we doing? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. Actually, I'm here for the art. Like, what kind of dickhead buys a Playboy and he's like, ew, rips it out, rips out the tits. And he's like, anyhow. And he just reads it and like he's like, no, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And there might be some of those out there. You never know. <laughs> so you, I like this story. It came out, I don't know if it came out recently, but like, so your fiance is Jason, right? Yeah. And I met him at the festival yeah, yeah. years ago. Yep. You said a sex story on your podcast about having yes. sex, uh, not having sex, dry humping, which fan of. It's fun, you know, <laughs> throw some umbros on, gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were uh, on your period. Yep. And for some reason, this affected his boss so much where he had a talking to and a, and a dilemma of like, yeah. you got to either get off social media and stop this or and work harder or you could leave right now yeah. essentially yeah right? pretty much that was exactly how it went down i did like a live podcast and i mean you've met me before and i like have that sense of humor where i'm like i'm gonna just take it a little too far or i'm gonna overshare and my podcast is all about like women empowerment and trying to be funny and like talking about 
either taboo shit or like being on your period is not taboo, by the way. And so we were talking about like dry humping, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, that all of a sudden, I don't know why that got picked up by headlines, but um, you know, magazine articles were like, Caitlin shares TMI on her podcast and um, great downloads for the episode. But it really was unfortunate because Jason's boss called and was like, yeah, uh, have you Googled your name? And he was like, no, I haven't. And he was like, well, you should and call me back. And then we were like, oh my gosh, these outlets really ran with the story, (laughs) which at the end of the day, he did nothing wrong. And his boss was kind of threatening him like, yeah, do you think this is appropriate? And Jason thought about it and he was like, yeah, it's consensual sex with my girlfriend while she was like on her period. I think that's pretty acceptable. And he's like, I didn't even say it. It was her. This is her podcast. This is her brand. And he gave in the whole spiel, but then Jason thought about it and he's like, this, uh, there's a woman who runs this bank. Like, I thought we were like, you know, evolving as a company and blah, blah. And he like turned it back around on them. And then he was like, you know what? I am going to leave. And then he, now he's writing a book about it. They're <laughs> like, actually, our CEO has never had her period. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually, she's never once had her period. She's been here. She works 24 hours a day. She doesn't have time to bleed. Thank you. Yeah. She also has a penis. <laughs> yeah. I love the hypocrites of the finance world of like, when it's business, you could be a complete fucking dickhead, steal money from people, do blow in the bathroom, cheat on your wife with the secretary, but don't you dare have your girlfriend talk about her period because boy, that's, that's the line. That's yeah. That's the- where we're going to cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, it blows my mind the, the hypocrisy of it, you know, yeah. and I'm good for Jason. I feel like maybe he was already one foot out to be maybe before oh, that. He was not happy in like he had, he'd worked in corporate America for nine years and got to the position that he finally wanted and was just like, wait, I've arrived and I don't feel any happier. And like, what else can I do with my life? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting feeling when you get to the mountain. I mean, I'm sure you felt that when you went dancing with the star, not that you were sad. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. This is <laughs> but you won dancing with the stars, which is wild. I mean, it, knowing, you know, I work with Nikki, she got, right. she always says that she got first voted off. You yeah. actually got first, like, and I remember her icing her feet and saying it's the hardest thing she's ever done. And yeah. I mean, what was that experience like for you? And how did you feel when you actually won? Did you feel that like sadness that, that like, like this is it kind of thing? Yeah. So I'll, I'll try and explain it the best I can because I, it was literally week one. And I'm like, I don't know how people do this for longer than a week. And I was in the best shape of my life. I had danced before. Um, I was doing um, physical therapy, training with, um, a trainer, like getting so ripped so that I could be strong enough to like dance and have the momentum to like, you know, what is it, stamina? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Stamina to like get through these dances. And I felt like I was going to go in there and be like, Whoo, this is a breeze. And it was so hard on my body. And I started getting ankle injuries from dancing in the heels. I started getting like tendinitis and then it was just one move that we did where my ribs cracked and then I tore a muscle over my ribs. And every day I went in there, I just kept thinking like, I don't know how I'm going to do another day of this. Um, and then I had, my partner was Artem and he, we don't have like the same communication, um, skills as one another. And he just, he's a very hardcore coach and I felt like I wasn't good enough. And like, it mentally screwed me after all, like, like 12, 13 weeks, maybe 14 weeks of just a grind every single day, no days off, not one (laughs) um, during the pandemic. So I couldn't really go anywhere or do anything. So I was either in that studio for like, got up to seven hours or in this tiny little, we called it the sky cage. It was um, an apartment that was on the like, I don't know, 10th floor. And I was just losing it every single day. And I just, I was like, this is only going to be worth it if I win. Um, but really at the end, obviously I was stoked. I won and I got them. I was like, I freaking, I worked for this and I deserve this mirror ball. But I think the thing that helped me the most was what I left with was I grew up wanting to be a dancer. My mom was a professional ballerina and I like, 
I went to all these like conventions and competitions and it's all I wanted to do with my life. And I had to quit at a certain point because it just wasn't good enough to like make it as a dancer. So I was like, I am a dancer now when I won the mirror ball. So that's what I really took away from it. Um, but God, it was hell. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. There's got to be something to having fame from being on like the bachelor or the bat, like being a professional dater or a professional <laughs> engager. Yeah. Like, is that a word? I don't know, but you're engaged and it's yeah. like, this is my, this is where I get my celebrity and here like, no, actually I am like a hard worker. I'm not yes. just like trying whatever. So that had to be very rewarding. Humbling. It was very humbling because again, I thought I would go in there and it would be a breeze, but it, I was humbled the whole experience. But I mean, yeah, you go on a show like the bachelor and the bachelorette, you were not grown. Like you didn't grow up thinking, Oh, I'm going to be on TV. You just like are thrown into it. And all of a sudden you like, don't understand the TV world at all. And you get chewed up and spat out and then you go on another show and it's, it's a crazy world and it's hard to navigate when you like didn't grow up in the spotlight at all or ever think you would be. So um, it's definitely interesting. Why did you initially go on the bachelor? Like the very first time and like, did someone sign you up? I always hear that. Like my mom signed me up mm -hmm. cause she thinks I'm the best, you know, kind of stuff. I did. Somebody did sign me up because so I was living in. Don't Germany. sign me up. <laughs> Whatever you, you can do. see her signing me up and be like, you're out. You're out. Good luck losing. Yeah, this goes. Good, yeah, you're 41. You're going to do great on that show. Good luck. Well, everyone, my whole family thought I was going to be the drunk girl that went home night one. Like, <laughs> everyone was mentally prepared for that, including myself. I was like, yeah, probably. Uh, but I was living in Germany and I was with a guy out there. He played hockey. And so when we broke up, I was like a devastated mess because I had like quit my job and I had given up on dance and I moved across to another country and like was so a shell of myself by the end of it. And my best friend was like, I could totally see you going on the bachelor. And I was like, do they even pick Canadians? And she was like, yeah, I think they pick two a season. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And so she did all the paperwork and she sent in like everything for me. And she's like, I just need you to make a video and so she came and like filmed me and I did a little dance and I said something stupid. I don't even remember. And then it was a full year that I worked in a restaurant industry and I was just whatever, grinding away doing that. And they called me a year after I sent in all of that stuff and then had me on. And what, and do you still remember that girl that you were or does, I know that sounds cheesy, but like, no. does it, do you see your life? Not that you have any regrets, but do you see like, what if I stay, what if I went a different path? What if I never <laughs> went on The Bachelor? Like, Yeah, I think about there... that a lot, actually. Really? Yeah, because I think I was 29 when I went on The Bachelor, and that's like dinosaur years in that world. Like, they always pick girls that are way younger than that. And I was like, I'm going to be turning 30. Like, is this really what I'm doing is going on the 19th season of the bachelor? Like <laughs> so crazy. many, they should start again at one. Like, yeah, let's ridiculous. just restart. Yeah. Um, Time to rebrand. Uh, yeah, it really is though. Um, but, <laughs> I think they but, did with the host this year. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> fired. We get into that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'll kill them all. I'll kill them all. Kaylin. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to sick you on all of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think about that person that I was because I had already been through through like, you know how people, like if you hear about people's heartbreak, you're like, come on, it was just a heartbreak. But when you go through heartbreak, like real true heartbreak, it feels like a loss in your life that you have to grieve. And I like was so rock bottom after that relationship and I had really built myself back up and I was probably the most confident I had ever been um, going into the TV world. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be myself. I'm gonna come out guns blazing. I'm gonna make like terrible jokes and I'm gonna be inappropriate. I'm just gonna be myself. And, uh, and I did. And now I look back on that person and I was like, man, I was more confident then than I am now. Like this world is beating me down. Dude, I, I, I see like doing stand up the first couple of years, you're like, your eyes are wide open and you're yeah. like, you have so much confidence cause you know nothing. And yeah. you're so like ignorant to everything. And you're just like, and you're arrogant and all, all the ends, you know, Trust people. Ugh. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I was thinking about your dance stuff because you had pressure because you were a dancer to do well. And now I feel like 
even though I've done stand-up now for 10 years, I feel more pressure sometimes because people expect me to do well. Yeah. And then, then that's a whole mind fuck. So you never get calm with whatever you're really doing. I don't know. I'm kind of going. No, it is. A, no, it is a mind fuck. It really is. And it's so different for every person. Like mine stems from my looks. Like I'm like, oh, if I look, if I'm getting older, people are watching me age and they're always commenting on my looks. So the older I get, the more they're like, oh my God, you have so much Botox. And I'm like, yeah, but if I didn't, you'd be talking about how old I look. Like you just can't win in that world with appearance. And people are always commenting on people's looks and they expect you to look the same as you did on the bachelor. So like, they want me to look like I did when I was 29 years old, even though I'm 36 and like, to have changed so much in every possible way. And yes, some of it is Botox and I will continue to do that because I am scared of aging because of you assholes out there. I mean, yeah, I, you're in a time capsule. It's like, this is when you got fit. This is when we learned about you and this is who you are. You're like a cartoon and you're going to stay exactly like this for the rest of yeah, your life. I really feel like people think I should stay the exact same as I was then and it's so interesting because you are constantly compared to the next group of girls, the next group of girls, the next bachelorette. And I'm sure guys feel that way too, but it's, it's, I understand the mind fuckery of it. But is that a race that you could ever win, you know, or, or do you just not, I think the idea of like, Oh, it's either you win or you give up, but I don't think you give up if you just stop either. I don't think that's giving up. I think that's just saying, okay, I don't need to win this, whatever right. this trophy is of staying a certain age. Well, I have, I have that to work on because not only that, like I am so competitive in everything I do that I always want to be the best at everything. And I always want to win. And then I never want to say no to things. And there's always opportunities. And I'm like wearing myself out where right now I'm like, I just got off the dance with stars tour. They're not having me back to host. And I'm like in panic mode. Cause I'm like, is this the downfall of my career? And then I'm like, settle down, Caitlin. You well, you're doing this podcast. So it's bad. Yeah. Things are really bad. <laughs> like this is terrible i mean look i mean brenna's cute you know so very cute we got that going for us you know um i don't know you with botox stuff how do you feel about it at, at your age i think it's great yeah yeah it, yeah i mean how old were you when you started getting botox uh i was young i was actually really young i was probably well, i was young for getting botox i was probably 20 six maybe 10 years ago yeah 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 i'm 26 and i started getting botox this year and it's like but when you see the difference you're like oh yeah of course it's really not that big of a deal after you get it once so i think everyone thinks about part of it is i i think people don't understand it too like they just don't understand they think you're going under the knife and getting plastic surgery and that you're gonna look like one of the real housewives after like what not and nothing against them i think they're all beautiful but that's what they think that you're gonna look like after you get like a little botox but I started when I was 26 because I had like really, I always called myself like a hot dog package on my forehead. Cause I when had you like lift your eyebrows up. Yeah. Like, I had like yeah. rolls mm-hmm. and even my girlfriend who's very like, like she's vegan. She doesn't get Botox. She's just very, she was even like, I understand why you did it because they were that bad at the age of 26 and everyone was like, well, it's preventative. And I'm now my forehead's a skating rink and I love it. Yeah, I just love a vegan not loving your hot dog head. I mean, it kind of makes it kind of adds up. Kind of adds. Up. I called her lips hot dogs the other day. Okay, Maybe. yeah. After I got my lips done, the, I was so swollen, and he was just like, "Okay, you got them. Bring them hot dog lips over here." I thought it was sexy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. something. You like hot dogs, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. I mean, you went from being on obviously the bachelor bachelorette and then you're on the flip side of hosting it and you know i work on fboy island which is similar yeah. people that worked on both shows so you kind of see now like what goes on behind the scenes more than ever mm-hmm. looking back at your time on the show and how you thought you did and how you thought it went and how real maybe you thought things were now knowing yeah. behind the scenes do you see your past in like a whole different light like completely oh completely i thought as soon as i had a little peek behind the curtain i was like huh i was so thrown off because i was like y'all just watch me like every single step of the way like you saw you probably heard me going to the bathroom like you were right there for everything 
And even at times I thought I was alone. Like you were watching my every move to manipulate something to go along to your plot line. Like it was never about me finding love. And it was like really sad, but also I, I don't know what I expected. Like it was sad, but I also was like, I mean, yeah, it's a freaking TV show. I mean, of course there's producers and people all behind it, just like watching your every move because they're like the puppeteers. They got to make the show work for what it is and get the ratings. And like, they don't, I remember looking at Sean at one point when we were like on our last date before getting engaged and he was like really torn up about producers and people manipulating him. And I was like, they are my family. Like these people want what's best for me. And now I'm like, you poor little fool, but I needed to be that naive and that stupid to go through that, to get to where I am now. Like I had to. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like your stupid, not your stupidity, but your uh, na- yeah. well, being naive yeah. makes good TV because mm-hmm. you go with the flow and the yeah, flow exactly. is the, sh- the show of what they want to see. So yeah. So in a way, it's like, if you're questioning, you're not a good soldier then, you know, you're. Exactly. You want to like, please them too, because they're all, you know, at that time and you don't want to make bad TV and you're like, well, if this is working, great. I'll do whatever you say. Well, it also is, yeah, it's probably like what made you last on the show all the way through. Like it's one of the, you know, keys is just kind of, I, my sister has this huge theory behind, you know, the bachelorette and yeah, it's just, don't get involved in the drama. You have to just, you know, mind your own business and that's how you make it through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I kind of did that. Like I, for what it was, like I got along with everybody in the house. There's only one girl that I didn't get along with, but nobody got along with her. Like she was just a terrible person. Um, but other than that, I like, I don't know. I got along with everyone. I didn't get really involved in the drama and I kind of just stayed in my lane and it worked out for me. But I also really believed that like going on the bachelor was much different from being the bachelorette. Being on the bachelor was so fun, such a great experience. I was just friends with everybody, just going through free drinks. Great. And just like, you know, going through all the steps. And then as the bachelorette, I had a little taste of like what making TV was like while also trying to find love and then hosting, I was like, oh my gosh, this is strictly about a television show. <laughs> okay, got it. Noted. Oh man, like I all that. Like being part of it though, it's like the host because I didn't feel like I had a producer role. I didn't feel like I had to be anything but myself and give my, my best advice. Like I didn't feel like I was manipulating anything. Did you feel like you wanted to like pull any of the contestants? As, like the I forget the name of the girl. I, I watched some of where you were the host and just pull her aside and be like, "Look, this is what it is." Like, oh, you know, like it's like you know, because you've been on both sides. So I you, did want to, but at the same time, I thought about what it would be like if somebody pulled me aside and did that, and it would just mind fuck me even more. Like, I feel like if I took her aside, I would be one doubting her decisions and making her question herself even more. But then I feel like I would get in her head. Like you kind of have to go through that process and nobody can prepare you for what that show is going to do to you. Like whether that's a good thing or bad, no one can prepare you for it. So I wanted to so many times. Um, but all I could do was like, give her my best advice. Yeah. I, you know, being a a host producer on F boy Island, which is, I kind of think it's like bachelor meets like flavor of love kind of like, like yes. it, it, it makes fun of itself, which that's why I really like yeah. the show. And we make fun of the contestants. Like I write a lot of like roast jokes for like these big meatheads that yeah. I've probably never been made fun of, or at least they put a kid in the locker if they did, but they end up actually being nicer guys than you think. But, any, but anyhow, yeah. like we, we laugh at it and we're like making fun of it and the drama of it. There's still drama, but it just feels like the bachelor and the bachelor really like you gotta, it's just kind of boring in a way of the sense of like, if, cause if one person is kind of crazy, it really sticks out. Cause everyone else is like, so on edge. I just yeah. feel like, and, and the idea of like, you're going to get engaged at the end. Yeah, I know. It's so serious. Yeah. It's so serious. And I think that's probably why they did F boy. Like what's the complete opposite yeah, it's because there was um, one of the executive producers from Bachelor did F Boy Island, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, that's why I like Bachelor in Paradise so much. I feel like it has the ability to, like, poke fun at itself and make jokes out of it. And, like, having the rotation of, like, funny hosts coming in and people, like, it's fun to poke fun at where a Bachelor and Bachelorette, you're like, oh, this is serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's just uh, mind-numbing in a way. Like, people like that. People don't want something too funny. I, I think they want. I think people like consistency, and the yes. Bachelor has been the most consistent show on TV for however many, like twenty some years. And the the viewers that are the ones that are so loyal are the ones that like consistency, and they like to feel safe in their own home watching other people screw up dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like going to Chili's and they screw up the food, but it's consistent. But it's consistent. Yes. It's consistent. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so recently it came out that you're not going to be the host this coming year. They gave it to a football player. Unbelievable. You know, another jock wins. I know. Gosh. What about us? Perfect hair and blue eyes. I've seen him. I actually got my hair cut next to him one time and I was like, you gorgeous. Did you really? Yeah. This guy, Jesse Palmer, who's a football player that played for the Gators. Actually, I'm from Florida. What long story where we go. So how did that come about? And like, like, is there any like feeling that you might come back or is I don't know. I'm curious to see how people react to this next season because it just feels like a step backwards for the franchise because when they let go of Chris Harrison, that was a really bold move. Um, and it was for the show to evolve and change and move forward and be a little more aware of the times and show that they're putting in the work. And that, that was a big move to fire. Chris Harrison, um, talk about consistency. He's been the face of the franchise forever. And so I was excited to be a part of that change. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to have women host. Um, and for two years. Yeah, for two, <laughs> two seasons. Yeah. We're counting uh, the days. Jesse, Jesse, be ready. Like a backup quarterback. I know. He, like, be he ready. was. He was on the bench, just warming it up. And I guess we were the bench warmers, actually, now that I think about it. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were starting. You got the starting role. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I thought it was just like so great. And they were having more producers of color, more leads of color, bringing women into hosts. And I was like, yes, I'm into this. And then it was like, actually, we're going to go back. We're going to pit two women against each other and have a really good looking white male athlete that looks exactly like the bachelor host now, which I will say, I love Jesse. I think he is one of the nicest people because he's Canadian. So obviously he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I love him. I think he's so qualified. He does a great job. He's exactly what the, you know, franchise would usually have. Um, and I think he should hundred percent be hosting. I just think a woman should host the bachelorette and a man should host the bachelor. I think that just makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't work in the TV industry for as long as everyone. And I think they wanted a consistent host and I get that too. So the show is, it is the Bachelorette that he's hosting. It's not the Bachelor, right? Both now. Okay. He's doing both now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting when like a a company goes woke for like two years and they're like, no, we're good. We're good people. Yeah. We're really good. And by the way, uh, is it over yet? It's cool. Okay. We could be assholes again. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. We could come out. It's like putting like a, like like something on the Chili's menu, like, like something weird, like that doesn't even belong there. And you're like, you're a big Chili's guy. Hey. Yeah. I don't know why I keep going back to Chili's. I'm just thinking I'm hungry. I think. You ever <laughs> I just get hungry? Drove by one. Yes. And you think I just drove by one on my crazy drive home. I, I got to so, stop with these analogies. I'm we li- not gonna... We live next to an Applebee's. So we could <laughs> yes, always do switch that. Up the Apple, switch it up. Every- <laughs> I mean, they're kind I'm of the same. I went back to jo- I do feel like that was worse than Uranus. <laughs> Two chilies, but I thought I'd keep. <laughs> I mean, you committed to it, and you would have unless I called you out. I had to. No, I don't know if I would. I think I would have been. It would have kept me up all night if we didn't laugh about it. Like really, I would be telling Brett, I go really two chilies. We like- should have. We should cut that. <laughs> yeah, there's the power of editing. We all know that. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh man! So when are you gonna get married? Well, we can end on that. When is the big? Because right now, you know, that's all you got left is just your husband, your boring ass husband. Well, how long have you guys been engaged? (laughs) Um, we got engaged in May. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
yeah so i mean however i don't even know what day it is oh my God. So here i, I am thought you were saying may of this year i was at it's march oh, so, oh. <laughs> i literally just started oh boy i literally started counting <laughs> from may to like later on this year but we're already may. not there that year you know wait but, same i was doing the same thing in my okay. head yeah it's like chilies man chilies and chilies it's like when chilies does something stupid that's like us (laughs) (laughs) it's like when chilies brings hot dog back on your forehead you know like chilies so (laughs) oh my god i hate myself okay Uh, i love Uh, it wait wait i don't have we don't have a date because we are waiting there's two venues that we really like and so we're waiting to see the availability for those venues and then we're going to make a decision so hopefully we'll know soon but then I'm like, do I tell people? Because I also don't, everyone knows it's already in Nashville. Then what if I tell them the date? Then they're going to look into wedding venues. And then what if people crash my wedding? I don't want anyone crashing my wedding. Fine. We won't go. It's fine. You can crash it, but you both All can right. crash it, but nobody else. Oh, so it is going to be in Nashville. So yeah. now we know that. Ooh, yeah. hot tea. <laughs> no. So then let's think of the top five venues in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> people quite, have weddings. But you never know. I'm pretty predictable. Chili? <laughs> and you know there are people who know you well That's enough that they might be able to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But the rehearsal dinner is going to be at Chili's. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We'll be there. Yeah. Of course, we'll, out. we'll just be there. Yeah, we'll yeah. be at the bar. We'll be at the bar just hanging, just hanging in some ranch, just swimming in there. You know. Just ranch and big like frozen margaritas I feel like they have. Mm-hmm. They do. They have frozen margaritas. They have this thing called the Mambo Combo. Or God, maybe you really one. do love Chili's. It was a, where I grew up. We, Is that a thing? That was pretty much the only two. Oh, okay. We had Chili's and Denny's, and Ooh. that was pretty much it. But yeah, okay. I get it then because in Canada we loved um, Earl's and Cactus Club. Those were like the two chains that we loved going to. Okay, you have two so... things where you. Brenna grew up with like three hundred people. Oh no, she's where did you say, grow up? Ten thousand, but Northern Michigan. Oh, Northern Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably the big boy. Come and on, like Burger King. <laughs> the big oh, boy sounds like no, from like T- the nineteen forties. TGI, TGI like Fridays was probably a good one too. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're at Big Boys. Oh, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> like, it just makes me think like like you roll up. There's a girl on roller skates. That that is exactly what I was picturing. Actually, yeah. <laughs> That's isn't that like the thing from wasn't that um, That's that A <gasps> I thought A and W was Canadian. Oh, well, I just thought that I thought we were just talking about girls on rolling sk- roller skates. Um, so you don't know the venue. I, I think that's interesting that you're waiting on two venues to decide the date of your oh, Maybe that's what I'm telling people. Yeah, there we go. That, <laughs> no, I swear I don't have a date oh. yet. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, we have, we really want hope it's this year. Like that's, we are hoping that the venues are available when we want it. This do you year. feel a rush to do it? I don't know. I've never been engaged. Is there a rush to get I don't, I don't feel rushed. Um, I do feel like my ovaries aren't getting any younger though. Um, so there is that, but I don't feel a rush to get married. I, I just think like Jason's you- a little more traditional than I am. So he wants to get married before we have kids and I just want like, I want to get married, but I want the honeymoon and the traveling together before we have kids. Um, so I think we're, yeah, it's just the only rush is that um, I froze my eggs though. So I'm okay. Oh, you just Botox them? <laughs> Botox them up. You just Botox them up. Just rub them up on the old forehead. You take them out. Yeah. Botox. Yeah. You just hot dog the eggs. Yeah, it's, it's preventative. <laughs> That's a process, though, freezing the eggs, isn't it? It was like, crazy. Yeah. What do you do? Like, I don't even. Well, you give yourself a needle every day um, and inject yourself with certain hormones. And you have to inject yourself? Yes. Fuck and that. you have to, like, mix up the, like, medications and then do the needle. Why are and... you in control of that? Um, Why is there not a nurse that comes here? You can FaceTime the nurse. The star. She can. Oh yeah, can my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anything. I forgot I she anything. dated a hockey player in Germany. I forgot. I, I could do anything, and I'm the best at it. I was the best at giving myself. You hear that, Jesse Palmer? <laughs> I literally Why don't you mix up your eggs, Jesse? Yeah. What are you sticking yourself with, Jesse? Needle, <laughs> maybe. Um, but. Something in it. 
<laughs> it's it's like three to four weeks of like giving yourself a needle every day and then you have to go under and get surgery but the, it's very it's, it's actually a lot easier than it sounds i don't know sounds like a lot of work yeah. but hey well, so is uh, having a baby yeah so how many eggs do you do you have there <laughs> is it like 12 dozen do you, are they just sitting there you know what they say it? for, for when organic I, cage-free <laughs> eggs no because i was too old when i did it i was 32 i should have done it if you haven't froze your eggs i highly recommend it because the each year that you get older the obviously older your eggs get and the less of them there are um which your body as a woman is actually supposed to give birth around the age of 16 which is crazy um like from back 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 way back when we you know first were around (laughs) I don't know how to say it properly. Um, but yeah, your your body is like meant to have a baby at 16. So every year you get older, you get, you have less eggs. And so they said for my age, when I did it, when I was 32, they said, if I got more than 10, that would be great. And I think I got like 16. So happy about oh, it. That's a yeah. baker dozen plus three. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the math. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. You feel good I really nailed one. it there. I didn't think I'd, I'd pull that off. I, I was. You did it. You did it without going to your backup. What collect- What's our IQ? I think our IQ is higher than we're putting off here, though. I do think well, we're all three of us. We're very smart. We're just our senses of humor are. What senses of humor? Okay, now I'm just proving your point. <laughs> Should we go watch you, Hefner? <laughs> Have bestiality instead of trying to talk, maybe. Oh my God, I mean, so watching fucking, TV. I, the uh, so I hope they, you know, out of sixteen. I mean, I would think that's a good that's a good amount of numbers. I mean, I don't know what. But you I want to do it naturally, and then oh, okay, if I, I can't, you. then I would resort to the eggs. That's like my backup plan. You could probably sell those on eBay afterwards for fucking millions. Yeah, I don't think I want my little babies running around if they aren't mine. All right. Well, I'm just trying to give a business plan. I mean, uh, you, you know stop what? hosting it's Bachelor. It's time to bring in some income. You sell off an egg at time, and that, each yeah. egg is going to be more and more expensive while you get to the bottom six or the top. That'll six. be my plan B. Instead of um, a sex tape, I will sell my <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I think you bring them together, merge. Now we're talking. <sighs> she does i'm all right this was fucking the most fun ever you rock thank you so yeah. much for doing this i'm sorry that um about the chili stuff i really am I'm honestly old. i'm really happy that happened like it, that that was funny and i'm glad you mentioned chilies twice in one podcast because that was relatable <laughs> is there anything you want to plug um I mean, if you if you want to talk about my wine quickly, that would be amazing. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I am just so. Uh, for, first of all, from working in the restaurant business for eleven years, I learned so much about wine. I had to be trained under a sommelier, and then I had to train servers to be knowledgeable about the wine on the menu and pairing it with food. And we lived really close to. Um, have you ever heard of the Okanagan in Canada? It's like just outside of Vancouver, and it is wine country and it's vineyards and it's basically like Canada's Napa. Um, so we would go trips up there all the time with sommeliers and I just fell in love with the process of winemaking, the stories that come with it. I love pairing wine with food. I just love wine. And so when I came off the show and I was trying to figure out like what I'm going to do, I got into podcasting and then my podcasting always revolved around drinking wine. And then everyone was like, why don't you have a wine label? And I was like, well, shit, why don't I have a wine label? And I thought, you know, because I had been spoiled from coming off television that I could just put my name on something and then sell it on my Instagram, but I wanted it to really be my wine label. So I actually like got to create exactly what it tastes like, go out to Napa. Like we worked with an artist for the bottle, like did all the things. And it was just getting it out into the world took about two years. And then with everything like production and distribution and like getting it into Walmart and everything has been so much harder than I ever thought it would be. So I'm really proud of my wine. It's called Spade and Sparrows. And it's in over over 175 Walmarts in California, but it's online and you can get it in certain stores. And I'm not just saying this because I am I am actually a picky wine drinker. It's really good. It's really it's, it's like it's my go-to. White. It's both. It's both. I have um a Pinot Noir, a Pinot Grigio, a Cab, and a Rose. So 
what's this taste testing like? Because I love that you're doing research, but you're just getting fucked up and like like falling totally. off a truck. Research and, research and development is <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. wasted. Um, but what's funny is I actually did that. And you know how you're supposed to spit out the wine when you're tasting? I realized why, because I finally came to a conclusion of, okay, this is the red I love. And right before bed, we had a bottle of it and I was like, it's amazing. And then the next day I had it and I was like, it's disgusting. We need to start all over again. So, uh, yeah, don't that's, I get why they have the spit cans there now. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. You're like, this is the best. It's the end of the day. You're like, this yeah. is, this yeah, is, this amazing. is, I got it. I figured it out. It's like, you're just drinking uh, horse piss. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Okay. Chili's house wine. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I think that I, I, uh, that's amazing. I mean, you really are like a, such a badass, and yeah. thank you so much for doing this. And you do it in a way that doesn't feel arrogant, and it feels really real. Thank you. If, even if it's an act, I, I, I applaud you. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Even that's, if those dogs at the beginning television. of the show were real, <laughs> even if those were fake dogs and robots, I don't care. Yeah, they're great. definitely not rescues. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> They're from North Korea, and are they? <laughs> They're model dogs. I hired them for this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And, oh, my gosh. Um, of hopefully thank when you we're in Nashville, you, uh, we, we meet up or something. Oh, my gosh. You guys should definitely come to Nashville. It's so much fun, and we love hosting people. So anytime. Sounds great. All right. right thank, thank you so you. much. Hey, thank you, guys. It was nice meeting you. P puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep, puddles, 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 puddles,